Hello and welcome back to the No Limits Podcast with Rick. Hope you are having a great week so far. And in today's No Limits Salty Coffee podcast, going to be delving into the topic of alcohol and my transition away from alcohol, some things that I've learned along the way, some things that have caught me off guard throughout the journey, and hopefully provide some insight here that might help you if you're in a position at the moment where you might be considering you know, having a bit of a period away from alcohol, is it serving you, is it not? Um, and I'm hoping hoping that the insights I provide here help you on your journey. So heading into today's topic, it has definitely been one of the best things I've ever done for myself, my own personal growth, my pro- progress in the gym, um, and just progress in life in general, just from a whole, whole roundness, mental being, physical being, spiritual being without getting too woo-woo vibes here as I usually end up doing and I really didn't expect it to be this big of a transition and you know growing up alcohol was always a big part of my life I've mentioned in episode two of the podcast about my story growing up I was very very anxious and had a lot of social anxiety struggled to fit in really felt out of place a lot, especially in social occasions. And like you might notice as well, alcohol can act as a bit of a lubricant in a way to dull that anxiety. And that's something that definitely served me a lot. Now, I've never really had a big problem with alcohol. Like I wasn't like an alcoholic or anything, Um, but it definitely has played a big part of my life, especially my growing up years throughout my teenage years I did start drinking at quite a young age I don't know if it's just because of the Aussie genetics mum being from the country and you know when I was younger I remember I used to look up to my cousins and they were about 16 and I would have been about 14 and they'd be going out partying going to after parties and sometimes I'd tag along so I did start drinking at a very young age which you know might not seem like it would have been a good thing, but I think it's actually served me in a way here. Um, So I do remember the first couple of times that I drank and and finally feeling like I could come out of my shell. And I remember like just having this confidence all of a sudden I could be like that loud, provocative person in a social setting where usually I would just shy away and just stick in the corner and not really speak to anyone so it definitely helped on that front but eventually it stopped serving serving me and and who I wanted to be and what my values truly were um like I remember how was I was probably I think I was 15 or 16 years old when I went to my first nightclub so that gives a bit of context in regards to how young I was when I started drinking what was the nightclub I think it was billboards in Melbourne back in the day if you remember that remember going there and seeing Will Sparks like every weekend and then now he's just headlining around the world which is pretty cool now that I reflect on it but it was um the journey transitioning away took you know a long time it's not something that I just woke up one day and said nah I'm done there was a lot of things that went throughout the journey that pushed me towards this and a lot of things that I probably should have took the signs much earlier on. So 
I've always sort of gone against the grain of society in a way. Um, from a very young age, I still remember like telling my parents, like, stop watching the news. They're brainwashing you. And, you know, I always have been a bit of a rebellion in a way. Like, of course, as I discussed in episode two, kicked out of two high schools, kicked out of multiple jobs. Like, I don't do well with being told what to do. And I always like to sort of go against society. And I think that's why I enjoyed the process of drinking at a young age and partying at a young age. But as I did transition and started to get a bit older, I started to get a bit more self-awareness around this. And I found that I was mainly just drinking because I wasn't really happy with where I was at in my life. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean this is everyone's reason to drink, but it is something that I find is super common. Um, You know, like at the time that I started to make the transition, I was roof plumbing at the time. So I was working a job that I absolutely hated Monday to Friday, just dreaded it. And then the weekends was like, all right, now I'll let loose. Now I'll have fun. And now that I think back, it's like, you know, what kind of life is that if your whole entire week, you know, of fun is 19% of your week, like that's not a good life. And forever grateful that I made that decision to leave leave that job because I know it can be hard and it definitely felt hard in that moment to make that call. But oftentimes the more challenging the, the decision, the better the outcome that's going to come from it. So what I was starting to find is that I was going through this constant bout of, you know, I was having a good week, energy's on point, training's going well, my nutrition's going well. I'm consistent, I'm feeling good. And then the weekend will come and then I'll be like, all right, I'll go out, I'll have some fun. You know, that's what you do on the weekends. And then, you know, wake up Sunday, feel like crap, eat like crap because you're hungover and you feel sorry for yourself. And then you get to that sort of 4 p.m. on a on a Sunday and you're just dreading Monday, dragging your feet throughout the week, getting to Wednesday, finally starting to feel a little bit back to life. Thursday, you're kind of good. And then before you know it, you're back to square one. And I was doing this for quite a while. And, you know, I would tell people and I would speak like my values were around my progress in the gym and eating quality nutrition. But then I would just go out, completely destroy my sleep, you know, destroy myself with with alcohol and, and getting to the point where, you know, I'd have moments where I was out and I would just think like, this is not me. Like, what are you doing? You spent all this time putting in this work in the gym, spent all that time preparing your meals for the week. And then now, you know, you'll probably be hung over and eat Maccas the next day and feel like crap. And, and it was just a vicious cycle and got away with it a little bit when I was younger, but then eventually it really started to fight back against me. So one of the moments where it really, really hit home that alcohol was no longer serving me and it was something that I really needed to, you know, start moving away from at least, you know, reducing the frequency. So I think I was at the races. I might have been Caulfield Cup or something. And I was at the races drinking all day and then ended up going out to a nightclub after it. Now, as I mentioned in episode two, you know, I did, you know, experience bit of time experimenting with recreational drugs and party drugs that 
clubs and, and all that sort of stuff, which, you know, I'm always going to keep it real. I'm not going to hold back. And, you know, one thing led to another. And then I was at this nightclub and basically the last thing I remember, I remember I, I drank a ridiculous amount that day. And the last thing I remember basically was being dragged out by the bouncers and getting taken outside. And then basically the final thing I remember is literally just my head going straight into the pavement. Now, whether this was the bouncers um, or not, I don't want to just make that call. Now, my idea was it was, but I could obviously be wrong there. I wasn't obviously in a state to be able to clearly reflect on that, but that was my understanding at that time. But um, So I was basically, the next moment that I came back into things, I was walking around um, King Street in Melbourne Sunday morning, not in a good way. So I was walking around and basically this guy stopped in his tracks right in front of me and he stared at me like he was looking at a ghost. And I remember just looking at him and thinking like, like what's going on? He's like, bro, like, have you seen your head? And I had no idea what was going on. At the moment I was wearing a white top and I looked down and then my whole entire top was covered in blood and like, the blood was that thick that it had gone like brown on my top. And he basically just grabbed me and like turns me to the side to look into a, a shot from window. And I literally, my whole entire face was just covered in blood and my whole entire top was covered in blood. And I remember just tapping my pockets to see if I had my phone and my wallet and they'd been taken off, like being taken too. And this guy was an absolute legend. I'm terrible because I've forgotten his name. But he, like, basically took care of me this whole, like, that whole morning before I could, like, get back to the apartment. But another thing that played a role in me realizing the power of alcohol and how much it wasn't serving me. So I messaged the people that I was with and then told them what happened. And they were at the nightclub and they basically just said, yeah, that's okay, like, all good, just go back to the apartment. And I literally couldn't get back because I didn't have my wallet or my phone, but they just wanted to stay out. And that sort of, you know, made me realize, like, you know, is this really serving me? Are these the environments I want to be in? And that really did set the tone for, okay, we need to work on this. I ended up having to take, you know, two days off, two to three days off work, you know, telling my bosses that I got, potentially jumped from the bouncers. They didn't believe me, um, but it started the journey. So then gradually I started to not go to events as much, or if I did, I'd only just have a couple of drinks. And I remember, you know, I think it like was the first month. Didn't really notice anything after the first like couple of weeks. And I know it's super common to like, you know, it's, it's potentially, know an event every fortnight or something but i found it was after the, about the first month i suddenly started like feeling a lot better i was like way less anxious in social settings way less anxious at events and and i just felt like just overall better sense of well-being my sleep had improved dramatically because i was no longer going through those you know what i like to call social jet lag which is basically so you got your circadian rhythm 
And what you'll find is the more consistent you are to a sleep and wake time, the more that locks in. And if you throw this out, it can also throw out your sleep throughout the week. So let's say you're going to sleep at you know nine o'clock throughout the week, you're waking up at six o'clock, then all of a sudden on the weekend you stay up till 3 a.m. and then you sleep till 11 a.m. This can throw your sleep cycle out completely. So I found that by having that locked in, just everything improved. And even if it is a couple of drinks and it does, you know, you do still get to bed around a similar time. Unfortunately, alcohol will still impact your sleep and you won't get as much REM quality sleep. So this might be why you might find that, you know, you might go out and just have like a couple of drinks, nothing to feel, you know, drunk or anything like that. But then you wake up the next day and still feel like you've been hit by a truck. And and that's that's what I've found as well. Um, Mr. Andrew Huberman, who I always like to refer to, can back that up. That's a very good podcast. If you want to learn a little bit more about alcohol in like the actual science of it and how like bad and how much of a poison it actually can be to us, um, definitely worth giving Andrew Huberman's podcast to listen on alcohol. Now, I'm not here to judge or like, man, I, I can't sit here and, and on my high horse and say like, oh, I don't drink, I'm better than everyone else because I don't think that at all. This is just my experience and what I've gone through. And by having so many discussions with so many people who've gone through similar things, I definitely think it's something that's worth discussing. So the values that I I had in my life were surrounding around like my mental health, my physical health and personal development and alcohol no longer was serving that. I was sick of spinning my wheels feeling like I was getting ahead on life and then the weekends were setting me back. And eventually I found that my social anxiety had reduced dramatically. I was like just way more confident in social settings in a way that I just am way more grounded in myself. I don't feel like I need, you know, alcohol to mask my stress around social occasions anymore. And I, in a way, have come way more out of my shell since I stopped drinking. Although if you catch a snapshot of me when I was drinking, I might look like, you know, big, loud, rowdy, you know, whatever. But now I find I'm, I'm, I'm more my true self. And the sense of confidence that gives me is, is amazing and I'm very grateful. Now, over this time that I wasn't drinking, one of the tough things that I found, and then if you go through this, you'll notice it as well, Firstly, drunk people, when you're sober, are the worst. You can't change my mind. Um, but that's one thing that, that's worth getting used to. And it's, it's actually quite interesting when you, when you go to events and you just say you're not drinking and everyone else is, you can sort of observe and you sort of think like, oh, like, and without judgment, but like more so just seeing how much people can change and how they act and thinking, was I acting like that? And then 9.9 times out of 10, that's the case, yes. And yes, drunk people when you're sober can be quite annoying, which makes the transition quite tough. But I did find that a lot of people that I surrounded myself with, or like, let's say we go out to a nightclub and, you know, you see, see familiar faces. And then all of a sudden, you know, these people were, you know, acting like they were your best mate on a night out, you know, if you've met them out and then all of a sudden you never hear from them if you're not going out anymore. So it definitely found helped me realize who like my true friends are and who like actually likes me for me in a way, 
without like being, you know, the intoxicated loud Rick, like actually like finding my true friendships, which I'm forever grateful for. And, you know, although because I don't drink or go out as much anymore, I might not see these individuals as much. I definitely know the bond is still strong and, and something that, you know, does come with that transition. You realize who really matters in your life, who really cares about you, but it is uncomfortable at the start. And filling your weekends when you stop drinking um, or if you stop going out can be quite challenging too. But then I found the real G up is going out for a nice dinner, having some nice conversations without loud blasting music where you can't even hear anyone. And then, you know, spending all night messaging, you know, where are you, where are you, where are you? And then just constantly trying to find everyone. You know, if you're, I found the real boss shit is going out for dinner, people you enjoy spending time with, having just awesome conversations, and then waking up fresh on a Sunday. That is the real flex. Waking up fresh on a Sunday, going for a nice walk, you know, feeling good, going out for brekkie, getting a gym session in, you know, being clear-minded and fresh heading into the week ahead. You know, compound that over a year compared to a year of being hungover on a Sunday, you know, the difference in the quality of your life and, you know, your progress in the gym, outside of the gym will be immensely different, immensely different. And I can guarantee that 100%. And, you know, I always like to think if something is, you know, worth celebrating, because I find that tough with society, I definitely found that tough is that like everything revolves around alcohol and it it can be tough. When you stop, you realize that everything's like, all right, let's do this and have some drinks and let's do this and have some drinks. But if like the way I see, I heard it on a podcast, so it's not exactly 100% my thoughts, but if something's worth celebrating, why do you need alcohol to celebrate it? And why is that like such a normal thing? And here comes me putting on my tinfoil hat again and, you know, just assuming that the government's just constantly trying to, you know, make money out of us and, you know, brainwash us and whatever. But, you know, I think if something's worth celebrating, then there shouldn't be like a need for alcohol. Of course, you know, it can, you know, help you loosen up, things like that. But it doesn't mean that everything has to revolve around it. Now, like mentioned, I'm not judging. These are all just my experiences. My life has improved dramatically. It was a tough tough transition but then in that time that I wasn't going out I was working on my personal development a lot more I was feeling a lot better and I think if I did keep drinking at the rate that I was I probably never would have built up the self-confidence to make the decision to quit my roof plumbing job and be in the position I am today living my dream being able to work online coaching clients and helping them improve themselves in all areas of their life too and this is another thing like Anytime I've seen a client go through this transition, the amount of progress and confidence they find they have in themselves is amazing. All their self-doubt just basically disappears. All their confidence and consistency just levels up immensely. And shout out to one of the um, one of my clients, George, who's recently just hit the three-month mark of his sobriety. And, you know, mate, if you like take a look at George, George Potres on, on Instagram, and take a look at his progress. He's leveled up immensely over this period. And we've had many discussions about this and, and how much, 
you know, you realize what truly matters in life and how much better you progress when alcohol is removed from the, the, the situation. Now, it's something that if you do give it a go and you still want to go to events, I've got a few hacks for you. Now, this probably isn't like groundbreaking hacks, but some ways to, you know, work through it. Because I do understand, well, I don't understand actually, but there's nothing worse other than drunk people when you're sober is drunk people trying to force you to drink when you're sober and you said you're not drinking. And for some reason, it's just like uh, nonas when you tell them you're not eating, all of a sudden it's like the biggest mission in the world to get you to eat, even though I'm Aussie and don't have a nonna, but from what I've heard. Um, and ways that I find this might, where this might be coming from is just because they f- might feel more comfortable if you're drinking as well. So some things that I like to do when I'm in these settings is I'll just get a sparkling water with ice and lime. Is it a vodka lemon lime soda? Maybe, maybe not. So that's something that I find just by having that in my hand, the individuals around that are drinking feel a lot more comfortable around you. And this could be like a Coke Zero and in, in ice and something like that. So that's something that I definitely recommend. And I definitely found ever since I said the thing um, that has become a reality, when I was in these situations, someone was trying to force me to drink is I just say I don't drink. And this is something I've heard in Atomic Habits by James Clear. Game changer book. I think that's a book like we should have all been shown at school um, because that book has changed my life immensely. But he talked about it with like smokers that, you know, once you change your identity with something, then the ability to be consistent and stick to that is like night and day different. So there's a habit that you're trying to break. For example, let's say you want to stop drinking alcohol. Instead of saying like, oh, I'm not drinking tonight, just say, I don't drink. Because then there's no wiggle room around it. And, you know, by sticking to that, you've already shaped your identity as someone who doesn't drink and it serves you with the direction you want to go. But again, like mentioned, if you like drinking, that's absolutely fine. You probably wouldn't be interested in this podcast anyways if if it was serving you in your life. And I do understand it can definitely complement some periods of your life too. So with this podcast, I hope it's provided some insight. Maybe you can relate to the you know, position that I was in going through those bouts of you know, making progress, going out on the weekend, feeling like I'm back to square one, struggling with the consistency, you know, not having as much solid friendships because everything was surrounded by alcohol and then eventually discovering who truly matters in my life. Um, So heading into this transition, if you did want to give it a go, I'd recommend just give it a month. Just give it a month and see how you feel because at least then you'll have some insight. It's not too big of a jump. It's not like you're just saying I'm going a whole year, but I think just going a month, seeing how you feel and you, you know, if you're working towards the current fat loss or muscle building goal, it's only going to improve. Um, And just want to also say, waking up fresh on a Sunday is the absolute cheat code to life and something that I wish I took advantage of more in my younger years. But I don't regret anything that I've done in my past because I would not be where I am today if I did not go through those experiences. I have some great memories from all those times when I was Party Boy Rick, 
and I'm sure I haven't checked Facebook in about a year, but I'm sure if I go onto Facebook and go into the old group chat with the boys and go through the photos, it might bring a smile to my face or I might be very, very um, shocked at what I see with, with the way I used to be. But like mentioned, so many great memories, you know, so many great friendships that come from it too. And, you know, I wouldn't be friends with so many individuals that I am now if I never drank alcohol. So in a way it has served me, but eventually it started taking me away from my goals and the direction that I wanted to go in my life. And it's okay just because it's super normal in society and it's, it's quote unquote, like the thing you have to do on the weekends and to celebrate doesn't mean you can't go against the grain and I'm sure you will benefit from it immensely if you do give it a go. So thank you very much for listening into today. A little bit of a insight in regards to my journey around alcohol and hopefully provided some tools and awareness if you do decide to make the transition yourself. And if you've got any questions at all with the journey, overcoming the obstacles, how to deal with drunk people when you're sober, feel free to let me know. And looking forward to next week's podcast. Thanks for listening in.